0: You are listening to the recording of a live show. Please do not call or text, as this is a recording, and lines are now closed.
1: In the name of Allah, the most gracious, ever merciful. Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. May the peace and blessings of Allah be upon you all. Welcome to another episode of The Breakfast Show here on the Voice of Islam radio station. You're listening to myself, Samar Anjali Ahmed and we will be with you, God willing, all the way up until 9 o'clock. So if you do have any questions, any remarks, any comments that you'd like to make, Please feel free to do so. The number for you, as always, is 0208 And, of course, you can hit us up on our socials, on Twitter, and on Instagram at voiceofislamuk. Um, we are talking about some very interesting topics uh, today, and if you would like to get involved in the discussion, then uh, like I said, do pick up the phone and give us a call. Remember, this is your radio station, and we would love for you to get involved. So uh, do tweet to us and leave your comments on our socials as well as calling us as well. Um, Voice of Islam UK and zero zero eight six eight seven seven eight seven eight. The first topic that we'll be speaking about after the uh, the roundup of the news is that there's a new invention which creates fuel from carbon dioxide, uh, which may be the future of sustainable fuel production. After the 8 o'clock news, we're going to be addressing intermittent fasting, an equally effective alternative to calorie deficit. Uh, And then last but not least, we'll be speaking about the use of AI in medicine. So, uh, like I said, if you would like to get involved in any one of these uh, discussions, uh, then give us a call uh, on the number 208 Before we get into these topics, um, we'll be, of course, addressing um, the newspaper headlines uh, and going through the, the, the world news as well. Um, but, but even before that, Jalees, uh,
2: how are you doing this uh, this fine morning? yeah d- uh, today um good day um so far uh' it's a bit of a cold start to what we've usually been going through um for in the past couple of days but yeah all in all uh it's good and and yourself are you good, good very good by the grace of Allah the Almighty. Um,
1: we'll be uh, we'll be addressing uh, the, uh, the 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 front pages and looking at a few articles if time permits uh, from within uh, the different uh, newspapers as well, uh, especially the the BBC. Um, but but yeah,
2: um, what's what's the weather looking like for the week? Yeah, so today we'll continue unsettled. Early rain will clear the southeast, leaving heavy and thundery showers across the UK, most frequent in northern and western areas. Breezy, particularly in the south. Uh, moving on to tonight, we see that showers will clear for most, leaving it dry with clear spells at times. Showers will continue for northern and northern Ireland and North Scotland, however. Showers moving in widely across the west later. Moving on to tomorrow, which is Wednesday, we'll see um, Wednesday will stay breezy. Scattered showers will spread in from the west, some thundery in the south and with sunny spells between for most thicker cloud building for northern Scotland. And then an outline uh, outlook for Thursday to Saturday, we see Thursday, will see showers and sunny spells in the north and west, but drier in the south-east, less breezy. Turning unsettled again on Friday, with cloud and rain for western and northern parts, but staying drier and, at times, brighter for the south-east. Showers for Scotland and Northern Ireland on Saturday, but an area of rain moving in for England and Wales. So um yeah we see a lot of showers a lot of rain um not a lot but you know slowly slowly creeping in mm-hmm. into our weather into the into the couple of uh, weeks that we've had over uh, very good you know sunshine uh, we see now that there are some uh, slight here and there showers that are to be uh, that are seen that are seen that are mentioned in the forecast
1: mm-hmm. okay um the BBC presenter <laughs> did nothing wrong and the BBC are liars quote unquote Tuesday's front pages are dominated by questions over the validity of allegations surrounding an unnamed BBC presenter who has suspended who was suspended, sorry, after being accused of paying a teenager for sexually explicit photos. The son which broke the story leads on its response to the teenager's lawyer telling the BBC that uh, the claims made by their mother are rubbish, quote unquote. The son quotes their father as saying the BBC are liars, uh, quote unquote, and quotes a family state uh, quotes a family statement as saying that the parents only spoke out uh, to help save their vulnerable ad-
2: addict ch- child, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. The I also reports on the scandal, reporting that lawyers representing the young person have released a statement saying the claims are totally wrong, quote unquote. It also reports that MET police detectives met BBC bosses over the issues and that the MET said there was no investigation at this time, quote unquote. It also says the star came under pressure from within the BBC to allow himself to be named.
1: Okay. Um, the Daily Mail also leads on the story, suggesting that one in six people know who the BBC presenter at the heart of the scandal is, according to a snap poll by the publication. It writes that the identification of the unnamed presenter by its reader makes a mockery of the UK's
2: privacy laws. The Daily Telegraph takes a different uh, different tack, leading on the plans to offer Ukraine, NATO light Protect, uh, protection as the war between the Ru- uh, nation and Russia continues. The newspaper reports that the country will be offered Israel-styled, quote-unquote, security protections by the, its most powerful Western allies, with talks happening between the 31 member state uh, states to make the historic step ahead of the group's annual summit. Mm.
1: Metro leads on the Tewkesbury school stabbing on Monday uh, in which a boy was arrested as part of an attempted murder inquiry. The newspaper reports that school pupils were allowed to text their parents that they were safe as the school went into lockdown to protect the injured teacher who was
2: discharged from hospital on Monday evening. The Times leads on 5,000 beds in in hotels being kept spare for people who migrate to the UK to prevent overcrowding at processing centres. It also reports on the BBC presenter scandal, saying the story took a new twist, quote unquote, after the lawyer acting for the young person said, nothing awful, quote unquote, had taken place. Uh, Nothing unlawful, sorry? Nothing unlawful.
1: Hmm. Um, But it's the worries uh, over rising sea temperatures that have made the front page of the Daily Star. We're going to L, uh, quote-unquote, the newspaper's front page headline reads, with warnings that the El Nino uh, phenomenon could bring a 21 degree Celsius heat wave to the UK in February, creating crackpot weather, quote-unquote.
2: Over at the Financial Times, Andrew Bailey and Jeremy Hunt are making joint calls to curb high-pay settlements in the city, which which they say are contributing to sticky high inflation. The Bank of England governor and the chancellor of the uh, Echeco made the uh, argument at the Mansion House Dinner, an annual event to which senior financiers, business leaders, and government officials are invited. Mm.
1: So as we can see, uh, many of the front pages today continue to feature the story about the BBC presenter alleged to have given tens of thousands of pounds to a young person for sexual images. The Sun, which broke the story last week, quotes the family as saying that they only spoke out to help save their vulnerable addict child, quote unquote. The young person's lawyer has asserted that their account is not right and that the point of view is reflected by daily the Daily Mirror's front page headline, which reads, BBC Star did nothing wrong, quote-unquote. Ukraine is to be offered Israel-style, uh, quote-unquote, security guarantees by its most powerful Western military allies, reports the Daily Telegraph. A new defence scheme, the paper said, would create a legally binding pledge for the UK United States, France and Germany to continue existing military support for Kiev. It also said that uh, there would would be promises on training for Ukrainian troops, intelligence, sharing and uh, assistance with bringing the country's armed forces in line with NATO standards. The offer stops short of a timetable for full NATO membership but the Telegraph suggests that it will be offered as a stepping stone to that goal. The Times, uh, like we mentioned earlier, uh, reper- reports that more than half a million pounds a day is being spent by the government on reserving hotel beds for for migrants as a buffer to prevent uh, overcrowding at uh, processing centres. The Financial Times says the that the government uh, that the governor of the Bank of England and the Chancellor joined forces, quote unquote, at the annual Mansion House dinner yesterday uh, evening to call for wage restraint. The paper reports Andrew Bailey and Jeremy Hunt uh, told the audience that high pay settlements were hitting the fight against I- inflation, and that they would uh, do what is necessary for as long as necessary, quote unquote, to return to its ta- uh, to uh, return it to the target two percent. Many of the papers carry photos of the King and Joe Biden on the U.S. president's visit to the U.K. yesterday. The photo on the front of the Times shows the two men laughing during what uh, the paper describes as an extremely cordial meeting, quote-unquote. So uh, these uh, are the front pages for the day, uh, for Tuesday, um, as we can see. Um, Jalise, was there anything interesting that uh, that caught your eye? Um, whether it's in regards to the front pages that we've mentioned, or even from within, uh, let's say BBC or any other um, uh, outlet uh, um, in which we can see different articles.
2: Uh, yeah, indeed. I mean, during the um, week, um, I personally, I myself, I'm very, you know, interested in, um, you know, what happens. In the universe, or anything new that is happening around the uh, around the universe, uh, so there is one um, news report that I did read um, on July the first, which was that um, uh, Europe's uh, so so it's uh, the title. If I just uh, look at the title, it's um, Euclid Europe's Dark Explorer Telescope launches. So uh, in this um, in this it says that a European Space Telescope has been launched from Florida with the aim of unraveling the mysteries of dark matter and dark energy and understand the understand the composition of the universe. Now um, there's one thing that did stand out to me uh, when I was reading this, especially as a Muslim as well, that um, there was uh, in, in the in the whole um, the whole in, in, uh, article that I read it was basically they were giving a, i felt as if um, so if I, if i basically if I, if I read it it says that uh, that the mission will make an immense 3d map of the cosmos in an effort to tie down some of the properties of so-called dark matter and dark energy. They further say that together, these phenomena appear to control the shape and expansion of everything we see out there. Researchers concede, however, they know virtually nothing about them. Neither dark matter nor dark energy are directly detectable. And, uh, you know, further says that this big gap in knowledge meant we couldn't really explain our origins," uh, said uh, said one of the professors. Um, when I was reading this, I it, 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 it uh, something came to my mind that in this day and age we have a lot of people who deny the existence of God Almighty. Um, with uh, the very, I would say, a um, famous argument that there isn't enough evidence to support that God Almighty exists. Um, when I was reading this it, I I saw that they they did mention that they, they was a lack of um, there was they said that there's a big gap of knowledge meant that we couldn't really explain our origins Now when we have scientists or people who are you know going out there to find uh, do research or just to learn about the the galaxy that we live in the universe that we live in and when where we know that there's much that we don't know, to then say that there is there was there is no creator of this entire universe goes against logic in a sense that we have we we admit that we don't have full knowledge, mm. but then in the, in that instance we cannot a person cannot then say that there was no creator of this universe. I mean, we can get into the um, theological debate, uh, which obviously has been going on for many, many years, that does God exist or not? But of course, we as Muslims, we, 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 we believe we have the Holy Quran, we have... Um uh, proof that you know Allah Almighty, God almighty does exist. I'm just I'm just speaking specifically from the point of view when I read this. I'm just looking specifically from that point of view where we um and I've met people on a on a day-to-day basis who do not believe in God um uh, in, in believe in God. and um, yeah, so when I was reading this 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 is something that really clicked mm. to me that if 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 we if on one hand, we admit that we are we have still very much to learn. Yeah. Then uh, we equally there. It is not possible for a person to say that. Then there is no creator of of this universe that we are still learning about.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, no, definitely. I mean, if if uh, the information regarding something is insufficient, then obviously you can't pass a judgment on that uh, on that thing as a whole, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, we we mentioned in the in the uh, the newspaper uh, articles as well the front pages. Um, in regards to this uh, teacher stabbing. So, Tewksbury uh, School to reopen now uh, after teacher stabbing. A um, little bit on this. The secondary school will reopen later um, after it was put into lockdown on Monday uh, after the stabbing of a teacher. A teenage boy arrested on suspicion of attempted murder after the attack at Tewkesbury Academy uh, is being questioned still, uh, Gloucestershire uh, uh, police said. The teacher was taken to hospital with a single wound just after 9 o'clock um, on Monday, but has since been released. Police said uh, there would be more patrols in the area over the coming days to reassure locals. They said they were keeping an open mind, quote unquote, about a possible motive for the attack. Uh, young Gloucestershire, Gloucestershire uh, a charity supporting young people, is opening its hub for children and parents to go for support um, and as a safe space to congregate. Um, the two other local schools were told to keep their doors shut as police hunted for the suspect in the grounds of Cheeksbury Academy after the stabbing. A boy was arrested two hours later in the village of Stoke Orchard, um, about four miles away, after a uh, a chase involving firearms officers, plainclothed officers and the National Police Air Service as well. So, I mean, it's uh, it's a very sorry state um, to be uh, opening up... uh, the, uh, the 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 a, a newspaper for instance or or whether whether you get your information from your phone or tablet or laptop or uh, if it's the physical copy, um and seeing things like this isn't it, Elise, in which we're we're seeing that, uh teachers who and and schools as well. I mean, if you think about schools, it's supposed to be a safe haven where you go to study, you go to um, make friends, you go to get a better understanding of the world. But uh, in this, uh, in this uh, institute of, uh, of, of knowledge in which you're uh, getting um, or, um, and becoming the best version of yourself, you, there shouldn't be this fear that uh, something like this will happen and uh, and it's it's bad enough for it to be between students, but also when the teachers are in the mix as well, where students um for some reason feel as if it's okay to do such a such a thing, or for them to have some kind of a uh, maybe a prejudice against uh, someone or any ambiguity uh, against a teacher. I mean, that is completely wrong, isn't it? I mean, what, what does islam say when it comes to the rank or when it comes to the um, the, the, uh, the 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 way in which a teacher um, molds his uh, his or her students and 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 the love that we are to have for them
2: indeed i mean um like you like you said it, it is a sorry state to you know open uh, to find such uh, reports in the news um especially if it's in school and uh, of course if the teachers are um, in the mix as well and if if a teacher is being um, attacked by a student or um, you know so when when we when we look at this from an islamic perspective you know in islam we we see that islam has laid great emphasis on the uh, respecting of elders uh, number one and it has also laid uh, a great emphasis um, on the acquiring of knowledge. So the the these two things are mentioned in Islam, and Islam lays great emphasis. That it even says that even if you have to travel to China to travel uh, to to learn uh, or to gain knowledge, then you should do so. Now nowadays we have um, you know. Uh, students are able to go to school where they have various professors, various teachers who have studied various various fields and who are ready to um, teach the, the 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 future generation um, various things. So this is a very sorry state to see happening. Um, and uh, and uh, if if we look at it from of course again, like I mentioned, the the Islamic perspective is uh, completely against any sort of violence, um, and it's something that. Any student or any teacher shouldn't be uh, shouldn't have any fear where they where they should uh, think that if they're going to school then something like this would happen. The only thing that our future generation should be concerned about is going to school and trying to, like you mentioned, every day learn something new and better themselves. And this is something that Islam lays great emphasis on. And it's uh, it's a so- it's a sorry state, of course, um, to see something like this happen. But it also um, highlights that the 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 wanting to learn uh the the uh, the generation uh, should be inspired in such a way where they are wanting to go to school solely to learn and make themselves better for what for their future and and and, and uh, you know being a, being a positive impact in society and this is all everything um this is this is what islam uh, mentions, states, as well, highlights, as well. So, um, of course, like you mentioned, it is a um, unfortunate incident, and um, it is something where, um, if we, if a person uh, looks at it from the Islamic lens, then um, you know, Islamically, we we know that, like I mentioned, um, I, um, l- learning is one of the key f- uh, factors. Men- even in the Holy Quran, it says that you you we should. Sp- uh, Always ponder over the universe, learn new things, and and there is even a prayer in the Holy Quran where it says, Oh Allah, increase me in my knowledge." Now, when we um, this sort of increase me in my knowledge, this prayer or or going um, traveling abroad or traveling throughout the uh, the world to learn something is something very unique in Islam. And when we look at the life of the Holy Prophet, may the peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, he when we study his life, then. He, of course, prayed to Allah Almighty for uh, in various occasions, but it was only with knowledge where the Holy Prophet, uh, Holy Prophet, may the peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, said that, Oh Allah, increase me, give me more of knowledge. Mm-hmm. So we understand that th- um, this is something that, um, as Muslims, we, we understand. We understand that knowledge is key, knowledge is um, the key for a better future and for being a positive impact in society and this is something where schools should um, should should be where people can go there um, without any, any fear that any such um, incident um, like uh, this unfortunate incident has taken place and um, you know uh, go there of course and make a positive impact for the uh, for for the future and for the for their future as well
1: yeah definitely definitely I couldn't agree more um and 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 it's it also on top of that it's um it's uh for for parents um who are sending their kids to to or, and their children to school um obviously it's uh it's worrying for them isn't uh, as well isn't it this was uh, an attack done against a teacher but obviously it does happen between students as well and just even the knowledge of knowing that uh, there are individuals within the school who possess or or carry on them uh, knives and other such things in which they can cause such harm um how worrying would that be for for, for the parents i mean it's just uh, like i said earlier it's it's supposed to be a safe haven where where you're free from these kind of uh, ills of society and you're 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 protected within those four walls and uh, you you go there with a clear mind to study um, and of course, uh, make friends, and and uh, there's physical education, and all of these other things as well, which go hand in hand. But uh, it's supposed to be a safe place uh, for for a lot of people who m- might even be going through uh, uh, troublesome times at home, uh, domestic problems, and other such things. That's uh, that's that's a a couple of hours just throughout the day or during the day in which they 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 at least they're safe from that. But mm-hmm. uh, but because of incidents like this. Um, even even they would be fearful, and everyone would be fearful that uh, uh, things like this can happen within uh, the school. And uh, like I said, um, and uh, you were echoing as well. It's it's a very sorry state, and, and we do hope and pray that uh, matters do get better, um, not uh, just for 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 schools, uh, uh, but for teachers and for students and for everyone um, across the board as well. Gee, um, shall we get into the the first main topic, or or was was anything else that you wanted to share?
2: Yeah, I think we should. We can get into the the first segment of the day. Okay,
1: um, so like like uh, just a quick reminder for you. We're talking about three topics today. Uh, the first uh, one, which we're going to get into right now, is that there is a new invention uh, which creates fuel from carbon dioxide, which may be the future of sustainable fuel production. Um, After the 8 o'clock news, we'll be addressing uh, intermittent fasting, uh, an equally effective alternative to calorie deficit. Um, And in the last uh, um, segment, we'll be speaking about the use of AI in (coughs) medicine. So... Then uh, getting into the first topic, and, and like I said earlier as well, if you would like to contribute to the show, then remember you can pick up the phone and give us a call zero two zero eight six eight seven seven eight seven eight is the number for you, and you can tweet us and leave your comments on our Instagram page at voiceofislamuk. Um, so, researchers from the University of Cambridge, have developed a method of converting CO2, carbon dioxide and uh, plastic waste into sustainable fuels. Um, And in this segment, we'll be discussing how this is done um, and also the benefits that this can have for the environment as well. Um, Getting straight into it, what what is uh, or how is uh, the CO2 and plastic waste converted to fuel?
2: Yeah, so like you mentioned, researchers from Cambridge University developed a solar-powered reactor that converts CO2 and plastic waste into uh, sustainable fuels and uh, other valuable products, right? So the reactor takes CO2 taken from the air um, directly or from flue gas, flue gas, which is um, a gas given off by industrial plants, Um, using an alkaline solution, it traps the CO2 Whilst uh, other gases like nitrogen and oxygen uh, harmlessly bubble out, uh, this bubbling process allows uh, the researchers to concentrate um, the CO2 from air in solution, uh, from uh, from air in in the solution, uh, making it easier to work uh, with. Uh, the reactor contains a um, cathode and anode. Um, at, at at the anode end, plastic waste is uh, used, and the the plastic uh, donates uh, electrons to the CO two. Uh, this then breaks the plastic down to gly uh, glyco- kill, uh, uh, glycolic sorry glycolic acid, um, which is widely used in the um, cosmetics um, industry. And then at at the cathode end, the CO two gets converted. Um, uh, photo electrochemically into syngas which can be used as a clean uh, alternative to fossil fuels
1: hmm. so it's, it's interesting isn't it how how this is done and how the co2 and plastic waste is actually converted uh, to, to fuel and yep, if yep. we think about the benefits that this will have or, or this method will have for the envi environment well basically by recycling both uh, plastics and carbon dioxide we can minimize pollution conserve uh, natural resources and reduce energy consumption and greenhouse gas emissions all which can have a positive impact on climate change embracing recycling empowers us to protect our ecosystems wildlife and ultimately create a more sustainable future for generations to come as the new invention is solar-powered, uh, it means no burning of fossil fuels is required to generate electricity, which again protects animals and humans from harmful gas emissions that can destroy habitats and the purity of the air breathed in. So obviously we can see that there are quite a few uh, benefits uh, from this, um, and we'll be speaking about this, how this technology can be, uh, can maybe it might be able to uh, be used at uh, an industrial scale as well, because obviously, if it does so, then uh, then the benefits uh, will uh, will be much greater, um, and obviously that would be that would be far better as well. Um, if we if, when we talk about climate change, um, the worldwide head of the Ahmadiyya Muslim Community, he said that Hazrat uh, Masroor Ahmad may Allah strengthen his hand. He said that Allah the Almighty says that excess of anything is bad. Climate change is a result of the industrial revolution where too much smoke is being sent in the air. The air is polluted. This is one of the causes of climate change. Secondly, trees are being cut and no uh, new forestation is being done, especially in the developing countries. Um, He went on to say that uh, fuel consumption should also be recorded we mankind have become so lazy that if we want to go from one place to another and the distance is only a hundred or two hundred yards, instead of walking, we take our motorbike or, or, or car to go to that place. In this way, you are polluting the atmosphere. There are so many other factors which are causing pollution and climate change. So I mean it's it's essential for us to to think about um and, and consciously make a difference as well. it's not it's not enough for us to um, know the information, but we have to actually act and implement it as well. um mm-hmm. like uh, his Holiness mentioned if if we are going at a distance of 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 something which isn't very far, um, then maybe we can walk or take a, take the
2: bike instead. Yeah, and that's 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 also the healthier option as well. You know? Exactly. I mean, it.
1: we're we're going to be speaking about intermittent fasting uh, in the second segment uh, anyway, which is mm. of course uh, health related and uh, which goes hand in hand with this, in which uh, uh, not only are you saving the environment. Uh, not causing any uh, a- a- any fossil fuels and, 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 and uh, co2 gas emissions um, but also you're looking after yourself as well uh, and your heart um, so not only is the air that you breathe going to be cleaner because of the that conscious effort that you've made but also your 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 body uh, physically as well your muscles will be uh, uh, being used and activated as well and because of that it's uh, it's literally a win-win
2: yeah indeed indeed i mean uh, when we uh, look at it from the you know when we look at this whole cl- um, from the climate change we see that muslims have a you know we have a religious duty uh, to safeguard the world's uh, natural environment um you know the holy prophet may peace and blessings of allah be upon him he uh, he said that you know um he he he, he, he encouraged i mean it, when we look at islam it encourages you know to 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 look after the environment and cultivate land as well and the holy prophet is reported to have said that if the resurrection were established upon one of you while they were you know planting a tree then they should cont- uh, continue and uh, you know f- fulfill uh, continue planting the tree and you know plant the tree and he, there's another um, there, as in this this highlights that even if resurrection was bef- was to befall on a person which is, uh, you know, I mean, if we look at the Holy Quran, um, you know, uh, the, the, there's no, we, there's no need to go into this. I mean, we we all know what resurrection is, and we and all religions talk about this as well. Uh, most major religions talk about this as well. But the Holy Prophet has emphasized that you know, doing a good deed such as planting a tree, even at such a time, you should fulfill that um, deed that you are doing. Another hadith is that we, the Holy, uh, the Holy Prophet. May the peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. Said that you know the earth has been made um for uh, has been made a a mustard for for uh, us Muslims. So we should uh uh so uh, as we can pray anywhere in the earth, it's it's a duty upon us that we should make sure that it's um you know pure and clean and that we keep it clean. And you know this reminds me of a very uh, powerful quote where it says that you know blessed are those. Who plant trees under whose shade they will never sit? Um, you know. So this, this, I mean, there's no need to you know explain what it means. I mean, I, I'm sure everyone listening knows exactly what it means. But just just for just for the benefit of any any listener, we uh, basically it's it takes at least probably 10 to 40 years for a tree to finally grow and you know to benefit from that shade. It is most likely that a person who is planting the tree may not be around to see the tree grow and sit in the shade so it's giving the 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 the, the, the what is basically the essence of what is being mentioned here is that we should work uh, we should we should create an atmosphere and an environment uh, within our world looking after the uh, the land that we live on um and having uh, leaving it better for our future generations as well
1: yeah yeah most certainly Uh, I mean, we do want to leave uh, the world in a place, in a position which is better than when we found it. And and that is essential. If we if we keep burning through fossil fuels and if, if we keep polluting and uh, and, and make uh, make global warming even even worse uh, and and even more of a disaster for for the for for the generation to come then of course we are not looking after the world and this is actually against the teaching uh, of uh, of the of of islam as well i mean if we go to the narrations of the holy prophet muhammad may the peace and blessings of allah be upon him just continuing on from from what you were saying jelis uh, he mentioned that the world is sweet and green and verily allah is going to install you as vicegerents in it in order to see how you act so i mean obviously from this we can see that god almighty can easily uh, cultivate the land and look after it uh, in a way in which it won't get damaged and it, and it won't get uh, affected but he has made us uh, the custodians of this and he has said that it is our duty to be looking after this and that's why it's, a, it's so essential for us to have a conscious effort in, uh, in, uh, in trying to make this uh, uh, a better place for the generation to come. Um, in another narration, we see that he mentioned the Holy Prophet of Islam, may the peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, that the world is beautiful and verdant and surely God the lofty has made you his stewards in it, and he observes how you acquit yourselves. So, of course, that's just echoing the same, uh, the, the previous narration which we mentioned of the Holy Prophet of Islam as well, um, in which it shows us that it is our duty and it is incumbent upon us to look after the land and uh, do whatever we can to make it better as well. Um, if we turn to the Holy Quran, we see in chapter 7, verse 32, that Allah the Almighty says that uh, waste and excessiveness is not loved by him. And, and uh, the quote goes to say that, Eat and drink, but exceed not the bounds. Surely he does not love those who exceed the bounds. And so obviously we can see, even if we look at the wealth of uh, of uh, I- within the world, whether it's uh, in fiscal terms or whether in, in monetary terms, or whether it's through land or crops and uh, other <coughs> such things. I mean, there is so much, um, and there is there is enough food, there is enough money, there's enough everything for the whole world. but um, uh, the the sad reality, is that only a small percentage of uh, of uh, of uh, of the people um, have a very large share of uh, of of everything? They uh, they monopolize um, everything, and because of that, there are so many people who even uh, uh, don't have a, have a roof over their heads or have uh, any food for not just for themselves but the, for their children as well. Um, and this is the sad reality. That, uh, that we are going through and this is not a uh, something to put uh, uh, a blame on to, to God uh, God forbid uh, because he has made plentiful uh, everything plentiful for for the whole world but it is because of this this monopoly that uh, the 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 food and other such uh, um, rations do not reach the, the those people in need and that is like I said, uh, the sad reality of this. And that's why Allah the Almighty has told us and, and taught us that it is good to eat and drink and all of these things, but do not exceed the bounds because surely he does not love those who exceed the limits. The Holy Prophet of Islam, may the peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, said that don't, don't waste water even if you were by a running river. And of course, if if you do come across a running river, any water that you use is is not even going to make a dent uh, in that river. But still, the Holy Prophet of Islam, may the peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, has taught and instructed the Muslims that whenever you see anything or whenever you receive something, do not just uh, uh, waste it willy-nilly, but rather make proper use of it and make sure that it doesn't become burdensome on someone else. Um, and these are very simple steps in which uh, we can better the the environment and uh, and cause uh, and try to re- reduce and limit the, the 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 problems that we're seeing with global warming Um we'll be talking about how this technology can maybe ever in the future be used at an industrial scale as well but before we do so we do have an audio clip um, from a discussion which took place on faith matters which is a a, a program on MTA, the Muslim television uh, um, channel, um, uh, talking about uh, and, uh, uh, looking after the environment and actually taking care of it as well.
0: And he says that, are we called to be stewards of the environment under the Islamic teachings? Um, and he also says that, oh, is the environment just there for our exploitation and use? Well, Allah the Almighty is the creator of all, the creator of the universe is more than one, is, is the master. And that he has created all for is for our benefit. And this is what he mentions in the Holy Quran, that all that has been created has been created, created for man. And obviously something that has been gifted to us, whenever someone gives a gift to a person, that person is expected obviously to cherish it, if he loves that person, and to look after it and and try to maintain it in the condition that was given to him. This is the gift that has been given to us. So the universe is a gift that Allah the Almighty actually has given to the human race as such. And everything that has been put in it has been put in it with a specific purpose. Everything that God has created has been created with purpose and nothing is without purpose. And that is for the benefit of man who is the greatest of the God's creation? so this planet is is uh, is the place of our abode in this life, and it is the duty of every man to be able to look after and cherish that planet and to make sure that the balance that God has created in the in in the universe is not disturbed in any in any respect and that brings you to the question of uh, the environment and how man looks after the environment, and this is something that we know that uh, is now fully researched as how man destroys the environment and what needs to be done to make sure that we are not uh, harming the in- environment as In Surah Rahman Allah says, mm-hmm. So you know God is pointing out to us that the sun and the moon run their courses according to their fixed times. And the stemless plants and the trees submit to him, even the tiniest of stemless plants that they are, submit to God Almighty as, as the Creator. The heaven he has raised high above and set up as a measure that you may not transgress. This is the important thing, that you must not transgress the measure. Mm-hmm. And this is love, the Almighty pointing out to us that the universe, in fact, has been created with good measure and man must not do anything that will upset that measure, upset that balance. So it is our responsibility, each individual person, each society, each community has this responsibility of looking around them and see how one must pay due regard, due attention to looking after the environment as such. And we know that there are many things that we are aware of now uh, which man must do in order to make sure that yes, he uses the uh, uh, universe, the world as has been given to him and takes benefit of all that has been provided by God Almighty, but he does not misuse that to that degree. And we talk about uh, deforestation obviously in parts of the world where trees have been cut down you know, on a scale and all the issues that they have caused uh, in those parts and other parts is something that we are well, well aware of. The Holy Prophet <coughs> Sallam, you know, he discouraged uh, Muslims that w- when you go to war, when you conquer, you should not cut down trees, fruit-bearing trees. And you, that was given 1400 years ago. And now man is now realizing the importance of maintaining this balance by not cutting down trees unwontedly. And he gave a, 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 a advice on a Muslim that he, when he plants a tree, he looks after it, it bears fruit, birds eat of it, then that Muslim is rewarded for that good act that he has done. And that actually shows us the actual life cycle of, of different, uh, peop- different uh, creatures who will benefit from that one act of that one person. Then we have wastage, you know, this is an, or water wastage. Water is an essential part of this universe uh, that we have. And it is an essential part of our life. And this is something that we have always to look after. So wastage of water is something that obviously one needs to be well aware of so that it does not create problems in, in that nature. So man as an individual has been given the custodianship of this planet. And it is his responsibility. And the Holy Prophet Sallallahu Sallam 1400 years ago has pointed these out to us. And it is our responsibility to make sure that we are abiding by the true nature and teachings of Islam. Unfortunately, we see some events in recent past in in certain parts of the world where so-called Muslims actually have disregarded all these teachings not in just terms of the religion of Islam and the practices of Islam but also with regard to the environment and are damaging the environment in that respect. So that is something that we all need to be wary of that uh, it is a a, a gift from God, a gift that we must cherish and continue to uh, seek the benefits and rewards of that environment
1: a gift of God and a gift that we must uh,
0: cherish um, that
1: was from a discussion on faith matters about taking care of the environment um, and just following on from that as well um, His Holiness the worldwide head of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community on, on various occasions he's he's actually said as well uh, in regards to global warming and climate change and looking after the environment is that um, it's okay to to cut down a tree for, for any needs that we may have you might need to um, make uh, make accommodation for people, or you might need to do whatever it might be. Okay, it's it, it, there are useful ways or reasons in which you might need to do this. But then, if the, for every tree, he said, for every tree that you cut down, you should plant two more trees elsewhere. Um, and when we do that, then uh, it will be beneficial, and then we'll be uh, in a place in which. Uh, or in a position in which we can say that uh, it it was worthwhile and it was it was a useful um, act to to actually cut down that tree because uh, again, you're you're making use of whatever that reason was. um, And also on top of that, you're planting two more trees as well. So this is uh, obviously a huge benefit um, that can come out from that. Um, Can this technology ever be used as at an industrial scale? Well, At the moment, this new form of technology is still under experimentation and has not been approved to be used on an industrial scale. Um, However, there is hope that with adequate funding and more time to build reactors at a larger scale, that this technology has potential to be utilised as an alternative and environment-friendly fuel production. So, um, And on this, um, Hazur His Holiness, um, the worldwide head of the Hamdi Muslim community, Huzum Izzam Asaul Ahmed, may Allah strengthen his hand, he speaks about the negative impacts of global warming and mentions the importance of taking care of the planet as, quote-unquote, an extremely precious and noble cause. Um, he said on another occasion that on the one hand we are trying to save the planet, yet with our other hand we are sens- senselessly destroying it. Um, if we are not following what the law of nature requires from us then the ultimate result will be that we are going to ruin our future we are going to doom ourselves or our generation Um, and if we turn to the holy Quran chapter 31 verse 21 it states that have you not seen that Allah has pressed for you unto service whatever is in the heavens and whatever is in the earth, earth, and has completely has completed his favor on you, both externally and internally. Uh, in another uh, p- uh, place within the Holy Quran, chapter forty-five, verse fourteen, he states that, and he has subjected to you whatever is in the heavens and whatever is in the earth. All this is from him. All uh, in that surely are signs for people who reflect. Uh, we'll end this uh, this segment with a narration of the Holy Prophet Muhammad, May the peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, in which he said uh, and encouraged the restoration of wasteland, saying, He who revives a dead land will be rewarded, and when any creature eats of it, this will be counted as an act of charity for him. So obviously the, the benefits are not just simply in, uh, in planting that one thing or that one seed or that tree, but there are so many countless blessings that you'll receive in the future for that as well. Uh, we'll be taking a short break. Don't go anywhere. Here is the 8 o'clock news.
0: You are listening to the recording of a live show. Please do not call or text as this is a recording and lines are now closed
1: as alaikum. alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. May the peace and blessings of Allah be upon you all. Welcome back to The Breakfast Show here on the Voice of Islam radio station where we are now going to be speaking about intermittent fasting. Uh, an equally effective alternative to calorie deficit. Uh, if you are just tuning in, then in the first um, uh, hour we are after, the, after the, uh, the, the roundup of the news, we were speaking about a new invention which creates fuel from carbon dioxide um, and how this may be the future of sustainable fuel production. Um, after this segment um, this current segment of uh, intermittent fasting we'll be speaking about the use of AI in medicine as well so like I said earlier if you would like to get involved in any one of the discussions then please feel free to do so the number for you as always is 0208 687 7878 and of course you can tweet us and leave your comments on our Instagram page at voiceofislamuk so Calorie counting, of course, can be tedious and difficult to maintain for many. A recent study shows that intermittent fasting may be just as effective for weight loss as calorie deficit. So... I mean, th- there was a an article which was done, a, a, stu- a study which was done, sorry, and it's all uh, um, mentioned in an article as well. Um, Jalees, can you can you summarize for the benefit of our listeners a few of the key, a few of the main points uh, from that article?
2: Yeah, sure. So um, researchers uh, researchers recruited ninety uh, obese adults in the Chicago area and. Randomly assigned them to one of uh, three groups. So the three groups are the so the first group is well one group uh, was to eat only between noon and eight p.m. So that's eat only between noon and eight p.m. The other group counted calories and had to cut their um, energy intake by twenty five percent. The third group did not alter their diet. So these were the three groups that they were put in. Um, A weight maintenance phase was initiated after six months uh, of weight loss which involved extending the eating window of the intimate fasting group from eight hours to ten hours and increasing uh, caloric intake in the calorie restriction group. Uh, The study found that the uh, time-restricted eaters lost an average of 10 pounds more than control eaters with uh, wild calorie counters um, lost an average of 12 pounds over control eaters. Uh, There was no uh, statistically significant um, difference between the two uh, groups. So that's like the summary of the study.
3: Mm
1: -hmm. I, I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? I mean, we can see that the time restricted eaters um, and the weight, uh, the 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 calorie c- counters, they lost pretty much uh, a similar amount um, over that over that course and yeah. over that duration. Indeed. Um, and it's a uh, it's a much uh, easier way for I mean for many for for uh, some may argue that uh, it's easier for them to count the calories and do it that way uh, rather than restricting the hours in which they eat. Um, but uh, I mean the, when we see uh, the, the the benefits from this there it's it, there's there's quite a few uh, which is of course uh, a great thing to for for people who are trying to lose weight and this is not just about losing weight. Uh, a lot of times uh, when people do become overweight or do become obese then they then they have in their or, or even people who aren't. Um, they have in their minds or mentally they they feel as if they need to lose weight. They need to lose weight. Um, But it's not just about losing weight. It's about actually being healthy as well. So um, it's not just to eliminate, uh, let's say, carbs completely or eliminate uh, uh, or or, or, or deduct, uh, uh, let's say, 300, 500, 700 calories from their diet daily. Um, it's not as simple as that. Um, that is something that you can do and that will result in weight loss. But what you want to do is uh, do it in a healthy manner so that one, you don't uh, have that yo-yo effect, which is basically losing it quickly, but then gaining it just as quickly as well once uh, you let go of that diet uh, or or once you relax things a little bit. Um and also at the same time you you want to lose that weight in a healthy manner so that uh, your your the, you don't your body your your internal organs don't get affected by it if your body is used to the consumption of let's say x amount of sugar daily and you completely uh, get rid of sugar from your diet cold turkey, then, of course, that can actually have a maybe a negative effect Indeed, on, yeah. uh, on on certain organs from uh, within the body as well. So, and that's why it's essential to do this in a healthy manner. You can uh, contact your GP as well uh, and get aid uh, and, and support from uh, from uh, professionals. But uh, but again, this is something which which should be done in a strategic manner Um, And in a healthy manner. A lot of times, like I said, we have this fixation that, oh, I need to lose five kilograms or I need to uh, get uh, uh, get back into my old uh, trousers or jeans or whatever. Um, And uh, and uh, there there is a good intention there. Um, and this is actually an injunction of the Holy Quran as well, of, the, of, the, of Islam as well, that we should be healthy and we should be fit uh, so that we can uh, uh, go about our daily um, um, uh, activities in a better manner, which is worshipping God Almighty, rendering thanks to him and serving mankind. Um, And if we are, uh, um, uh, if we do have this excessive weight, if we are, uh, that can result in us being lazy, being lethargic um, and not wanting to do these things. Um, And that's why, of course, it's a negative thing. And the way to tackle that and remedy that is to do it in a healthy manner, in a strategic manner. So that a you don't burn out, and b you're at the end of it, the result is something good, something the outcome is something that you're proud of, not that you've lost it in a in an unhealthy manner, uh, the weight, and then you're you're regretting it be- because of some other problems that that has uh, afflicted you with now.
2: Indeed, indeed. I mean, um, when we look at the um, you know, I think I think we can um, uh, when we look at the benefits of intimate fasting. Um, before before we do go into the benefits, we we should remember that in Islam uh, we are there is a a pillar of Islam is in fact fasting. And uh, the Holy Quran says that this is not something uh, new that um, that Muslims have been told uh, um, the Holy Quran says that Islam uh, that fasting was prescribed for even people before who were uh, before uh, Islam came and Islam, um, the Holy Prophet encouraged Muslims to uh, fast even before fasting was prescribed at that time. And then, when God Almighty did reveal to the Holy Prophet that they should fast during the month of Ramadan, they, uh, you know, Muslims have started fasting. And to the, to this day, Muslims, you know, fast during the month of Ramadan, which we just went through a couple of months ago. Um, and you know, the benefits of uh, fasting have been um w- wildly explained it's, it's, it's explained uh, throughout um, various uh, Islamic literature and um, the 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 uh, main benefits of course that we will get into um, but I do believe that uh, we have a, um, a uh, guest with us. Am uh, I right, Summer?
1: Yes, we, we do have with us on the line Dr Mubarak Jaja, who's a GP partner at Ancora Medical Practice, uh, Skunthorpe, uh, a GP trainer, chair of Safe Care Network, a non uh, a, a not-for-profit uh, federation of all the 19 GP practices in North Lincolnshire. Uh, assalamu alaikum peace be upon you, good morning and welcome to The Breakfast Show. Wa
3: salam and peace and blessings of Almighty, be on you and all your listeners. And Thanks
1: Zaza. for having me on your program. So, and thank you for, for being with us. Um, we are talking about an interesting topic today uh, intermittent fasting, an equally effective alternative to calorie deficit. Uh, deficit. Um, we've addressed um, a, a study which was done in this regard, um, and we've sort of touched on what intermittent fasting is. But if you can kindly um, explain in a bit more detail for the benefit of our listeners, what actually is intermittent fasting?
3: Thank you. So there have been different definitions around for intermittent fasting. So basically, intermittent fasting is when we go for extended period of time without eating, and this could be followed by a normal period of eating. Um, There has been consensus internationally that at least you need to have 14 hours of fast to get the full benefit of this kind of regime for intermittent fasting. Um, That's one way of uh, doing it, but there are many other um, people who do it in different ways or different kinds of regimes for the intermittent fasting um for example, one of them is people fast for twenty four hours period um, when they just can't have only drinks and then they can have this kind of regime either monthly or weekly and then people also do for the alternate day of fasting, which means they fast for one day and then normally eat for next day and other people also Follow plan what they call it 16 18 16 to 8 plan mm-hmm. which means they have a window of eight hours when they can eat and then have 16 hours for fasting uh, so these are the different uh, variations in terms of what people want to do or what are, are there on the available resources but mm-hmm. i said earlier they got a the benefit uh, for this country you know, i think 14 hours is the international consensus at least 14 hour fasting will so mm-hmm. get some benefit
1: Okay, okay. Uh, and from within those benefits, uh, do you believe that uh, intermittent fasting can actually lead to weight loss? Uh,
3: definitely. Uh, weight loss is one of the um, recent... Uh, I think there were many studies were done, and some studies has shown weight loss was only 2 to 5%, and then after six months it goes back. Uh, but I think the recent studies have shown uh, that weight loss is... Um, significant, uh, statistically significant, and it can help to uh, many other benefits along with the weight loss. So yes, it can be one method which can be used for the weight loss. Maybe it's the benefit of your listener. I can just say that, you know, intermittent fasting is not for everyone. Mm-hmm. For example, if you're a child, um, teenager or under the you know adult age, then you should avoid it because that's your growth kind of phase where yeah. you don't have your all the essential food minerals and everything else similarly uh, women who are pregnant they should avoid this kind of regime without supplement their doctors or should avoid it at all also the people who have got the history of eating disorders they should not um you know participate in this kind of uh, exercise as well people who also have suffered with the mental health issues and anxiety depression, they should, if they want to have, they should have uh, this check with their own uh, doctor to, or a provident kind of regime do this. Mm-hmm. Similarly, goes with type one diabetic. I think there's also risk that if people don't take professional advice and do uh, some sort of uh, intermittent fasting, they need to uh, get in touch with a diabetic nurse or any professional to help them out.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, no, definitely, definitely. Um, When we go through this uh, intermittent fasting, um, whether it's uh, uh, whether the period in which we eat is eight hours or ten hours or six hours, uh, whatever it might be, some people even go to the extent of uh, limiting it to just four hours. What effect does intermittent fasting have on uh, the body?
3: So, um, if you look at the maybe medical reason for it, you know when you eat food. It metabolizes into the required nutrients. And then those nutrients um, goes away after the digestive system, and then the body moves to another set of uh, energy storage. We call it medical glycogen. So they need to use that storage, and then it comes to the next level of storage where they use all the other deposits in the body. So the body learn how to use all those different sources of energy to function day to day. And that was important when I said initially that you get full benefit, longer period the better. Um, and then the body will have uh, one of the uh, element would be that when it goes that phases, it's got aut- autophagy, which is medical term again, where cells start looking into itself and start digesting all the unwanted substance within it. Mm-hmm. And in, in fact, maybe clearing what's inside in simple words. So, that's one of the phenomena which is probably not 100% understood at the moment, and human body is very complex. So, there's <clears> further <throat> needed in this uh, event, need to be happened. Not only so, that's the nutrition part of it, and then also uh, the hunger hormone, which we all have the hormones secreted from our body, which are again the chemicals, and there's some element of suppression. So, when you do that kind of uh, uh, fasting, are intermittent fasting then the hunger also to suppress so which means you get some other benefits as you go along and get in your habit so maybe for the benefit listeners one more point i want to make it here is that you know this is a scientific knowledge but if mm-hmm. you go back to uh, 1400 years ago holy prophet peace and blessing be allah be all upon him has done the intermittent fasting or fasting what muslim prescribe um in a month of fasting and then intermittent fasting as well. So once or twice a week we used to fast and that was the um, practice of his companion as well. And that was throughout most of his life what he's done. So science is just coming now to show us the benefit of those things. But we can see Islam has taught us 1400 years ago. The benefit of this uh, kind of uh, regime is there.
1: Yeah, no, no, definitely, um, and there's actually a, a saying as well, isn't it? That if you if you control and if you can, if you're in a position in which you can control your hunger, then you can conquer anything, isn't it? You can accomplish anything because this is this is one of the first things, uh, one of these is one of the first things in which uh, if if you're unable to control this. Uh, control the things that you eat and the things that you consume then uh, you you do not have full control over your body as well and that's why during this month of Ramadan um, we uh, as Muslims are instructed to to refrain from eating and drinking and even other lawful and permissible things uh, which we are allowed to do um, uh, uh, during those hours and once we do that we are able to 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 conquer uh, 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 anything. Um, and this is actually the, 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 uh, one of the benefits um, of this as well. Um, Dr. Jaja, aside from weight loss, um, what other benefits can be derived from intermittent fasting, do you think?
3: Um, I will make one more point, then I will go to the benefits of the intermittent fasting. Sure. I think one other thing which is probably very useful, and many of the diabetic societies and diabetic intermittent societies are promoting it food portion. So whatever our portion is, there's a lot of talk about reduce your portion, and that was again same teaching of Islam, 1400 years ago when there was a portion of food, that was asked to reduce by one fourth or something like that. So if we start doing that along with the intermittent fasting, we'll have maybe multiplying factor, multiplying benefits out of it. So coming to the benefits um, of the uh, this kind of regime is one of uh, one of said we reduce the weight. We also talk about the uh, diabetes, uh, which can help if people are pre-diabetic, people have got the uh, initial stage of type two diabetes, they can revert or even um, prevent the diabetes from happening to them. Um, there's also benefit for the reduce or reduction the hypertension. We know that uh, high blood pressure is one of the silent killer, we call it, and uh, if we do that, it's uh, much more benefit for, for the generation. Other thing, which is better sleep. Many people get a good, better sleep mm-hmm. when they have this kind of uh, regime. Um, medically, we also noticed our research has shown that some of the inflammatory markers, which are linked to many of the chronic illness and diseases, they are also reduced by doing this kind of uh, intermittent fasting or fasting as prescribed with many of the religions. Um, cardiovascular factors, which is, again, uh, your heart problems, health issues, skin and heart diseases, they can be reduced to an extent. And further evidence is emerging that uh, neurodegenerations, that's the, the, our neurons which the nervous system, and which might be linked to dementia, and the more research you need in this uh, um, kind of uh, uh, aspect. But there's also uh, evidence that it will reduce the degeneration of neurons. So there are benefits, which is... Um,
1: not only weight loss, but other benefits as well. Mm, most certainly, most certainly. There's 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 a huge uh, plethora of things uh, in which we can see that we can benefit from uh, if we were to undergo this uh, this regime of intermittent fasting as well. Um, Jazakra, thank you, uh, Dr. Mubarak Jaja, for for being with us, for answering our questions, and giving us an insight uh, uh, into the benefits of uh, of I M of intermittent fasting. Uh, Jazakra, well, thank you once again, and we hope you have a wonderful day ahead.
3: Thanks for having me. Thank you very much. You're very welcome.
1: Thank you. Bye-bye.
3: Thank you. Bye-bye
1: zero eight six eight seven seven eight seven eight is the number for you to call. That was Doctor Mobarak a GP partner at Nkora Medical Practice, Gunthorpe, a GP trainer and a chief of Safe Care Network, a not-for-profit federation of all the nineteen GP practices in North Lincolnshire, sharing his thoughts with us. Um, Jalisa, it's interesting, isn't it? Uh, the the benefits that we can see from uh, from intermittent fasting. Um, not just in terms of weight loss, but uh, so many other things which uh, Dr. Jaja, uh, our previous guest, just mentioned.
2: Yeah, indeed. I mean, um, when we look at um, various other things, for for example, the benefits of intermittent fasting, um, which he just mentioned. I'll just mention a few more. That you know, most people eat within um, twelve to fourteen uh, hour window, um, which is cut by intermittent fasting by about um, you know, six hours. So in that 6 hours where you would would ha, where a person would have eaten maybe a snack or you know getting more maybe more calories in they basically would have shredded those 6 hours and had uh, eaten less uh but we should remember of course that uh, this doesn't mean that you just eat um like you know if if your aim is to lose weight then it doesn't mean that you just uh, eat unhealthy snacks mm-hmm. or you know unhealth, unhealthy drinks and uh, so on. You should obviously keep a moderate balance, uh, a moderate balance in your diet as well. Uh, where you should have a various things and eat that which is you know beneficial for your body as well. Um, you know, findings suggest that a time restricted diet can lead to a natural calorie restriction, and that weight loss might you know be largely due to people having less time to eat after dinner. Again, you know. Intimate fasting or fasting as well, you know, helps with this as well. Uh, if one person limits when they eat, um, they'll be less likely to snack later on in the evening, like we mentioned, which will, you know, this will, again, will have a healthy uh, impact. And uh, intimate fasting may also help, you know, regulate appetite hormones, and um, you know, so this is what we we mentioned. And um, when we come to uh, the teachings of Islam. Um, Islam, you know 1400 years ago has uh, told us the benefits of uh, the benefits of fasting and has and uh, told Muslims uh, instructed Muslims to fast as well. Um, and uh, you know, it, it needs to be emphasized once again that the, that the true benefits of fasting are spiritual and you know connected with the uh, religion. The physical benefits are also, you know, there's many substantial um, benefits um, that cannot be ignored but you know some of the very you know uh, many benefits are for example you know it is an excellent religious discipline which trains the mind and the body to you know, to cope with crisis anger you know hunger thirst um you know according to uh one uh, according to one um mystic you know the secret of life is to you know, speak little eat little and sleep little and all these you know disciplines are exercised during the month of fasting you know and as as muslims we should remember that though there is a month uh, in which we fast uh, there are also you know various uh, practices of the holy prophet may the peace and blessings of allah be upon him in which where he would fast on various days for example we find in a hadith that he would fast on uh mondays um as well and then there are other um, days throughout the year where he would uh, keep fast and he would encourage encourage Muslims to fast as well. And you know when, when we study the, 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 the religion of Islam, we study everything that um, uh, Allah Almighty has instructed uh, us Muslims to do, we see that it is always it always has benefit for uh, it, it always benefits man you know there there are various uh, benefits in for example when we look at the physical benefits of just praying so you know, so muslims are told to pray 5 times a day and uh, when we look at the physical benefits of praying the joints that are included the the various positions that are included they are very um you know they 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 help uh with the with keeping the body and the joints healthy as well And you know various teachings in Islam as well. For example, there's one which is the Holy Prophet. There's a hadith as well. There's a narration of the Holy Prophet, may the peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, in which he said that when you are to sleep or when you lie down on your bed, then you should lie down on your right side. Now, you know when we when we look at this, we see the benefits of sleeping on someone's right uh, side, and one of the major benefits is that because the heart the human heart is on the left side of the body so if one was to sleep on their left side then that would cause slightly more burden on the left side and where the heart is located whereas if one person was to sleep on their right side then uh, um you know naturally that has a lot of um you know uh, benefits as well so everything that we see in Islam all the uh, commandments that we see in within Islam and everything that we the holy prophet has told us to do we see that there is benefits for mankind um in them
1: yeah most certainly most certainly um and and also uh, uh, along with the benefits um it it can actually encourage the growth of uh, grace forbearance fortitude humility as well simplicity and uh, and sacrifice if man can sacrifice food and water. Uh, he can also sacrifice his life for for God Almighty as well. And this is talking about um, fasting uh, for 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 God Almighty. Um, and uh, if we talk about intermittent fasting as well, then of course that has its uh, has its place. And so some things you can also learn from that and 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 incorporate that uh, um, um, as well from within the uh, the actual uh, Ramadan fast or the the Islamic uh, Muslim fast. And um, this restores one's health as well. So some doctors, they've developed a, uh, a system of health through an almost exclusive use of fasting. Uh, it is medically proven that those who fast for a long period regain a fine head of hair and recapture part of youth and physical growth. Um, in his book, uh, Preservation of Health, Dr. H.A. Morton Whitby, a well-known surgeon, has shown that overeating can have ev- uh, a very dire consequence um, and that fasting can be a genuine sc- source of health. Dr. Otto H.F. Buckinger, in his book About Fasting, takes the same view as well. It caused addiction to alco- uh, alcoholism. It cures uh, addiction to alcoholism, drugs, smoking, which are all injurious to one's health. Is also, of course, the benefits from that uh, are, are manifold, and it curbs carnal pleasures uh, of the flesh, uh, so that sexual desires are, are not misspent as well. Um, Will we'll, I think before we conclude this segment we'll speak about the different methods of intermittent fasting as well because uh, there are a, a few but uh, there was an MTA show on the effect of Ramadan uh, on the body and the advantages of fasting, a short audio clip uh, but we'll quickly listen to this as well before moving on. You had a question? Uh, yeah, I've always noticed that uh, going back to the idea of detoxification and um, towards especially the end of the month of Ramadan that I really feel like my dependence on uh, certain things, whether it be you know a cup of chai in the afternoon caffeine or sugar, is completely removed by the end,
2: and that always felt like a, a benefit, but uh, it, I never really knew any of the you know the medical you know the medical reasons for it in terms of uh, you
1: know and even in regards to your immune system of, of getting getting these things out of your system when
2: um, you make a habit of eating certain things or drinking certain drinks um, you sort of become attached to it and you find it difficult to to not take, partake of that um, if, you, if you stop taking that then you feel the consequences of not taking it in, in, in Ramazan and when you're fasting um, it helps you to sort of abstain from that and it it gradually um, reteaches your body to, to not require that sort of stimulant or that, that that food, um, and, and, and like you say, you do give up bad habits like mm. drinking tea and, and smoking. Also, is a good example. Mm. Um, people often um, can can stop smoking. Drink. I mean, it's hard to stop smoking, but Ramadan is a good period good to stop bad you know, habits.
1: Yeah. Uh, so that was uh, just a short audio clip on uh, on the effect of uh, Ramadan on the body of uh, and the advantages of uh, of fasting. Um, but before moving on to the next segment, uh, Jalees, can you quickly, for the benefit of our listeners, explain the different methods of uh, of intermittent fasting uh, as well, please?
2: Yeah, sure. So time-restricted eating is a method um, that restricts when people eat to a certain window, time, uh, window of time, you know, typically between six and eight hours. Um, you know, some... Some tend to start the their window later on during the day. Some would say, let's say, start at twelve, finish at eight. Some would maybe start at one, finish at you know, so on, so on. So, but the window is typically between you know six to eight hours. Um, a a five uh a ratio of five to two diet involves eating as uh, usual five days a week and restricting your calorie consumption to. Uh, five to 600 um, 500 to 600 on the other two days. Um, the eat stop eat diet um, involves a 24 hour fast once or twice a week and then the there's another one which is alternate day fasting involves fasting every other day. Um, and we, we know when following the warrior diet, um, you know one large meal is eaten at night and small amounts of raw fruit and vegetables are consumed. Uh, during the day so you know these are various methods of uh, um, intimate fasting and fasting which help uh, reduce your calorie intake and you know can you know um, help in um uh, you know if, if one if anyone is uh, desires um you know to uh, lose weight however you know each um each method should be uh, should be uh, looked observed first before starting and you know of course you can get in touch with your gp as well which um uh, can who can better guide you in which uh, method fits best for uh, for you know your personal needs because of course not everyone's body is the same and you know some things may cater to some person and 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 some things may not cater to another person. So, of course, it's it's best to have this checked um, as well um, from a professional as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, our our guest as well, Dr. Jajja he mentioned that uh, not everyone can do this. Uh, Hmm. Let's say if you're a pregnant uh, lady, or a teenager, someone who's still growing, um, or someone with type A di- diabetes, all of these uh, different categories of people. Uh, of course, uh, they, they cannot do this, and you should uh, be uh, take caution uh, when uh, starting something new uh, as well. Um, I think the main thing, Lisa, you were mentioning a lot of different ways uh, in which you can uh, do this intermittent fasting, uh, different hours, uh, different days, um, d- d- different uh, times during the weekends, things of that sort. I think the main thing here, uh, which is essential and we need to keep in mind, is that there needs to be a plan. Um, it's not just that oh i'll do it whenever i can or um uh, like things things of that sort. you can't just do it willy-nilly. but rather there needs to be a plan in place uh, and you need to know that this is what you're doing yeah um whether it's the 5 to 2 diet whether it's the uh, the eat stop eat diet that you mentioned or the alternative uh, alter, alternate day one um there's no right or wrong all of these uh, have their benefits and they will be beneficial for you the the main thing is that you just need to stick to whatever program you you decide that uh, which is best for you and not just you you can obviously and you should uh, take a professional advice as well uh, by your nutritionist and uh, by your gp and other such uh, individuals um But yeah, the main thing is that you you stick to it um, and uh, then you will see the benefits as well. It's not just enough for you to say uh, that you'll do something, but uh, you need to um, not just put pen to paper, uh, but uh, but, but actually act upon that and follow up on that as well. And when we do that, then, of course, the benefits, uh, we will see the benefits from that as well um just lastly before moving on to our last uh, last segment for the day god almighty has prescribed fasting of course for our own benefit we can derive spiritual as well as physical benefits from from fasting and now, even the non-Muslim doctors are the, uh, of the opinion that fasting has a positive effect on one's health. The promised Messiah upon whom be peace, the founder of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community, Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmed of Qadian, may Allah have, uh, be, uh, have mercy on his soul and be peace up, uh, upon him. He stated through the practice of fasting, <coughs> God Almighty desires for a person to decrease one form of nourishment an increase in another form of sustenance, and of course, just putting that in plain words, that means that eating less uh, and spending more time in uh, the uh, in the pursuit of uh, God Almighty and His His uh, and a relationship uh, towards Him. Um, Last segment for the day, the use of AI in medicine. Um, and like I said, the number for you, as always, is 0208-687-7878. Let us know if you would like to contribute in this discussion. Um, the use of AI is on the rise, as uh, everyone now, um, uh, mostly, uh, is is aware. And its presence is rapidly becoming more and more prevalent in many different industries. In this segment, we'll be exploring how AI, artificial intelligence, can be used in medicine to reduce waiting times and create more effective methods of treatment, as well as discussing some potential issues. So, Jelis, the the first thing that we need to understand is how can AI, artificial intelligence, be used in a medical setting to begin with?
2: Yeah, sure. So, um, basically, the, by using artificial, in, uh, art, uh, artificial intelligence, um, which is a, easily known as AI, easily said as AI, you know, doctors could um, tailor dosage and timing of uh, the of medications for individual patients. As well as um, screen patients based on their individual health uh, profiles rather than their age and gender. You know, so the use of AI uh, also could also help um, to speed up the creation and approval of uh, drugs, and a, a you know a more effective treatment method could also be developed from. Common conditions such as you know heart disease and cancer, and as well as rare diseases such as a you know cystic fibrosis, you know so you know these are you know these are how AI can be used in a you know medical setting, and you know there's very methods in which they go about doing this. You know Islamic teachings you know they encourage and promote you know the pursuit of knowledge in all fields. Um, you know, striving to enhance one's knowledge about the natural world is considered to be a duty of every Muslim, as per the hadith that you know, whoever travels a path in search of knowledge, Allah will make easy for him a path um, to paradise so um you know these are some 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 uh, when we we look at the islamic aspect where we see that there are certain things that can help mankind then that is something that you know a um, that is something that is encouraged as well um so long as the benefit of mankind is the ultimate aim in that as well
1: Hmm. I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? We were talking about uh, when we were doing the roundup of the news, the acquisition of knowledge and the importance of it, um, and and just when when we when we look at this uh, narration that you just mentioned, um, and put that into play, uh, that whoever travels a path in search of knowledge, Allah will make uh, easy for him a path to paradise. Hmm. Um, the, it's it's a subtle way of actually indicating. That uh, when we uh, travel in in pursuit of knowledge, uh, in search of knowledge, then the more the more knowledge we acquire, the closer that closer we'll be to God Almighty as well. Indeed, um, because He's saying that He will make uh, such a such a path uh, easy for that individual uh, towards paradise and so it just goes to show that uh, when we are ignorant of things and we are unaware of things then we we question and we we, we don't understand uh, and we maybe put the uh, uh, blame on on even god forbid it, it, on on our creator our lord god almighty um and and that's simply because of our own, our own ignorance we mm. are unaware of the facts and we are unaware of why certain things have happened and uh, in in such a manner um but when we when we uh, go out and pursue and uh, try to acquire this knowledge, then the more we will understand about the world, the happenings um, from uh, the, uh, uh, of the world, and the more we will be able to understand our Creator and so in return God Almighty has said that he will make the path of paradise easier for such an individual Indeed,
2: indeed I mean there's also another aspect which we can see from this um, narration of the Holy Prophet May the peace and blessings of Allah be upon him is that um, you know a person who travels out for the search of knowledge um, it should be that he, 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 the person who is out there f- uh, who is making um, efforts to attain knowledge that knowledge should be should then be used for the benefit of mankind, mm. and um which you know also looking out looking out for the rights of mankind, and this is how the path of paradise is made easier for him. And you know, this there's a there's a prayer of the Holy Prophet, may the peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. He said that, um, that uh, oh Allah, that I I ask you for ilman nafi'an, that for 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 that knowledge which is beneficial, which which uh, which is beneficial for 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 man, which is beneficial, which which through this knowledge, which I can which a person can help mankind as well. so this is something very um something very important that we should remember that uh, where Islam encourages one to go out and seek knowledge, it also um uh, the the, du- the duty then falls upon the Muslim that anything, this uh the muslim or anything a muslim uh learns or acquires um any knowledge he acquires he they should then uh, seek to promote or seek to um you know pass that knowledge on to others and be a benefit uh, make sure it's a benefit for um society and uh, the surroundings that he one is in and in the environment that one is in
1: most certainly most certainly um when we uh, just coming back to to, to this main uh, 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 the main body of this uh, of this segment um ai um the benefits that can be derived from its use so the personalized approach could lead to earlier diagnosis prevention and better treatment thereby saving lives and actually improving resource utilization artificial intelligence ai could also be used to reduce the burden of paperwork and proposed diagnosis and um, things that improved the quality of life like like science and technology were encouraged and actually welcomed and these included practical things like navigational aids for travelers geographical maps medical knowledge ways of measuring and calculating and tools for agriculture and there's actually a narration of the holy prophet Muhammad may the peace and blessings of Allah be upon him that there is no disease that Allah has created except that he has created its treatment as well. So whenever we go through any any sort of pain or misfortune or any disease in particular is what this narration is actually addressing, um, then we should always remember that uh, even if the modern science of the age is, is incompatible and not uh, able to... To remedy that uh, that ailment or that disease or that problem, there will come a time where there would most certainly will be a treatment for that. It's just a matter of us uh, going out, researching, uh, and understanding the properties and all of these different things, so that we can actually come to a conclusion and come to um, some kind of uh, a, a a a remedy or a treatment for that. Um, but we should always remember that any uh, problem that we've seen any disease that we've seen uh, God Almighty has created its, uh, its cure and its treatment as well it's just a matter of us to actually uh, go out and find that and um, so we've mentioned the benefits that can be derived from its use. there's uh, earlier diagnosis, there's preventions, there's better treatment. Um, and of course you can reduce the burden of paperwork as well uh, and propose a diagnosis. Um, what are maybe some potential ethical concerns uh, with using AI in the medical field?
2: Yeah, so it's important um, to note that there are uh, not uh, you know that they are not without risks and, and challenges. You know the limitations of AI of um, artificial intelligence um, can lead to misinterpretations and um, inappropriate recommendations. You know in areas like mental health, you know this could have you know disastrous consequences. Um, it is ethically questionable who should be held responsible if AI is used to um, diagnose some someone incorrectly. Um, you know do healthcare professionals who use the system or the developers bear responsibility for such incidents you know having unbiased and um, you know accurately collected data is essential for training artificial intelligence for the medical field so you know the the the, 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 the there, there are risks there are challenges um you know and this is this is why um, this is again coming coming back to you know, the importance of, you know, seeking knowledge and make, making sure that, you know, one person, when they seek knowledge, that that knowledge is then um, uh, uh, beneficial for others. And the only way that such a, any knowledge can be beneficial for others when one person has fully studied the the field that they are in and then they are able to understand that so uh, you know the various things which um can be of benefit then that they should be you know passed on and anything which a person is unsure of they should be you know uh, should uh, not leave to a side, but they should, you know, uh, do a bit more research on that. Mm -hmm. There's also a narration of the Holy Prophet where he said that, you know, Mm -hmm. that leave that which you are in doubt in and go for and, you know, opt for that which you do not have uh, doubt in. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, yeah, uh, and another thing is that we can actually become complacent as well, isn't it? We mentioned this. Well, we touched on it in our in our last week's show, but I think we actually addressed it uh, in a bit more detail three weeks ago. Uh, and if anyone would like to to revisit that, then they can do so on our website uh, www.voiceofislam.org.uk, um, in which we which, in which we were again speaking about artificial intelligence. Um, and in particular about, uh, about uh, students using it for, to, 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 for their homework and yeah. their assignments uh, and things of that sort. And, and even in the medical field um, where potentially you can use uh, AI to 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 generate a diagnosis and 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 uh, all of the necessary things that needs need to be done before a or an operation or things of that sort. But because um, because you're relying on that, you might not follow up properly. The the doctors or, or the practitioners uh, or the surgeons they might not um, um, do their own research as well. And sometimes the, uh, it, it can be that the AI says something or suggests something which uh, which goes against uh what actually needs to be done and because you haven't done the thorough research and you're just doing whatever it says whatever it's telling you to um uh, or suggesting for you, for you to do um then th- that that level of accountability uh is there as well isn't it so that that needs to be uh, addressed as well yeah. um before concluding today's show uh i think let's listen listen to another Uh, audio clip uh, and this is actually of uh, the fourth head of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community um, Hazrat uh, Mirza Tahir Ahmed May Allah have mercy on his soul in which he answers a question about the limits of advancing technology
4: Of Any technology is concerned because according to the Holy Quran you cannot even encompass the knowledge of the smallest particle because God has put more into it than you can ever encompass. Yeah. So, if there are always secrets to be discovered and disclosed, and it is the disclosure of new laws and hidden things which pushes the wheel of uh, scientific advancement further, Yeah. then there could be no end, of course. Logically, it's not possible. Mm. But it is possible for man to come to an end himself. if. He disregards the purpose of his own creation and treats with disrespect all the bounties of Allah bestowed upon him, and this this constant advancement is one of the bounties. Then a time must come when he would be punished, and as such, he will he may be, and according to the Quran, he will be wiped out of. Uh, this superior position, if not existence. Now, I can interpret those verses in two ways. One is that it may be implied that the race of mankind will be wiped out of existence, completely, and a new superior species will be created. That is one way of understanding. The other is that the race will continue, but like monkeys and chimpanzees, because the new creation will rise so much higher in its grandeur and magnanimity and wisdom and vision and capabilities and maybe even the potentials like uh, if more sense may be added to their five senses, you know, that sort of thing that this human race will become just a small thing, Mm -hmm. not worthy of communication with God. Yes. As such, they will be abandoned and they live as like uh, the extinct animals sometimes, linger on for a while. So, that is how I read the message of the Qur'an. Advancement cannot end, but the steps which are advancing may be arrested. Yes. out of their own folly. That was uh, an
1: audio clip of uh, Hazrat uh, Mirza Tahir Ahmed Allah, May Allah have mercy on his soul the fourth caliph of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community uh, answering a question about the limits of advancing technology. Um, um, we, we've mentioned uh, in this segment uh, the uh, um, how uh, artificial intelligence can be used in a medical setting, we've mentioned the benefits that can be derived from its use, um, some of maybe the potential ethical concerns with using AI in the medical field as well. Um, just lastly, uh, Jalise, if you could just mention a little bit uh, about uh, what Islam says uh, in this regard, and then we'll we'll conclude
2: today's show. Yeah, sure. So science and you know technology have brought both benefits and harm you know, to mankind. Though the benefits have been much greater, you know, just think of you know all the people who have starved uh, starved to death due to the lack of modern tools and equipment that help us today in the farming industry, or the role of computers and the um, inter uh, internet in education and uh, communication all around the world. You know, th- um, throughout the world, Muslims embrace modern technology, just as uh, you know did the rest of the world. Because all of uh, because of all you know the benefits it you know brought us and because life in the new world is impossible without this new technology now just think of you know if you want to uh, you know an example is given often of um, uh, text messages back in the day they would write letters and they would have to wait weeks months for a response now all you have to wait for is uh, you know the double tick to know that the person has received it. And uh, this, this is something that, you know, can help um, immensely. Um, you know, what, uh, but however, once uh, during a meeting of um, the German Ahmadi University graduates um, with uh, Hazrat Amir Mouminin, with the um, head of the Ahmadi Muslim community, may um, Allah um, uh, strengthen his hand, um, in response to a question, uh, Hazur said that if everything uh, is left for the artificial intelligence to do you know humans would have would not have anything to do thus that would cause you know regression and stagnation in the human intellect so if a person is to re- solely rely on AI and give over his uh, intellect and not wanting to either think about how to do something and just give everything over to AI then of course so after some time when a person does not use much of his uh, uh, brain, when a person does not use much of his God-given faculties, that would then, uh, you know, become, uh, uh, you know, may, you know, st- uh, become uh, regress and you know, stagnate.
3: Hmm.
1: Yeah. So, so exactly what we were saying earlier with one of, when the potential concerns that can that can uh, arise from artificial intelligence isn't it Indeed. um unfortunately that is uh, all that we have time for today uh, thank you who, to everyone who was involved and we hope you all have a wonderful day ahead here's 9 o'clock news